Hey there, it's John from The Open Door Presbyterian Church here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This week's podcast is um, this past week's sermon that happened at Garfield Community Farm where we had worship this week. Our scripture reading this Sunday was Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of Father of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sermon that you are about to hear from this past Sunday um, is a tag team sermon with Ken and Heather Jennings. Hope you enjoy. So I, I love I love the scripture passage passage today. That was pretty cool. That's right out of the lection- lectionary, too. So if you're ever at a loss for what scripture to read each day, check out the lectionary. Someone has pre-selected it for you. So when John said, why don't you preach, I, I, I took it seriously. I started looking at all the words in Greek and the Hebrew terms, you know, all that stuff. And then Heather said, no, no, no. Just, uh, just talk about your story and how it's relevant to the scripture today. So I have a very short 11 minutes. You can time me. It's going to be full of mothers and dads and neighbors and Jesus and angels along the way. 
I grew up not south, uh, far south of here in, in the mountains of West Virginia. And uh, we live back in the mountains. And I had quite the experience as a kid. Um, first thing that happened, my mom and dad were going to start life together after my dad came back from Germany and, and the war. And he had, when I was one, a very serious accident right away, a train truck collision. So uh, very serious injuries. He lost his left leg, got it reattached. So my first year in life was my dad starting to raise me and my mom went back to work. But uh, I noticed later, because I heard all the stories, we didn't have a house. <clears throat> so the neighbors organized with my dad, who was on crutches, to build the first little house, more like a cabin. I've seen it's like the size of our garage now. And uh, everybody helped. That was the deal. So I remember, I have vague memories of my dad and I uh, around that. And then probably because we needed more to eat, uh, my grandparents would drive and bring us food like every week. I can remember, what a big treat. And finally, I think uh, they figured out I should just go and spend most of my time in the summer with my grandparents. So they dealt, they put me on a Greyhound bus. You'd probably be arrested for doing this now <laughs> when I was a really little kid and the bus driver was in charge of taking me up in the country where my grandmother treated me just like I was the little girl that I was she would take me to quilting bees <laughs> that's the thing you do with mountain women and it's really an excuse to bring patches together and you sew them together and you tell family stories so I thought that was natural I heard the gospel. I heard mountain singing. I learned how to quilt or at least bring the little pieces and storytelling culture. And that was really kind of cool for me going on. No one in my family had gone away to college at that point, but my, my dad kept pointing out to me that the academies are free if you get into them. So I sort of set my sights on West Point or Annapolis but the Air Force seemed cool. You get to fly jets and do kinds of stuff like that. But it was competitive. There were 12 of us that were nominated. Uh, this sounds like Hunger Games to me when I think about it now. 11 of those boys went home. I went from the state. There were seven of us from the state, from different congressmen. And uh, seven of us, six of those boys went home. And then the academies back then were, this is right at the end of Vietnam. So we had returning prisoners of war as our instructors. It was a very tough environment. I, I would say things that uh, went on for the years there would probably be illegal now mm. uh, in terms of pressure. I lost 60 pounds, if you can imagine my frame. I went down to 119. And you... Uh, you answer questions all the time, and if you miss one, you pass your plate in. So you get kind of skinny in a hurry. Hundreds of my classmates went home uh, during the four years. And it was a lot of pressure. I wouldn't have made it, but I found a Christian community. And it was a bunch of guys. It was all men then and until I was a senior. The first women came in. And we would, uh, in secret, pray together. Bible study together, and I met a group called the Navigators uh, doing campus ministry and started in scripture memory that I, I still do. So I, I just thought every Christian memorizes a scripture a day. 
That was kind of my deal and meditate on it. And that has helped me over all the years. God showed up in a big way with my classmates. And then there was a family that moved on campus. He was a colonel, taught astrophysics. He did a Bible study every well, weekend. And there were girls at the Bible study. No, no girls at the academy. So a lot of fellows went to Bible study, as it turns out. <laughs> as it turns out. And the Bauman's were like a second home to me. It was, uh, it was wonderful. First year, I had a serious parachuting accident, kind of a high-speed thing where none of my parachutes worked. And I think that was my first visit with an angel because God had to, like, send somebody fast to get both chutes were wrapped around me. So it was like a night jump for me. I couldn't see. And an angel must have taken the chutes apart right before I hit. So at age 20 or I was thinking about life, death, and that was close. Um, angels do show up, and they're fast, and they get to you in a hurry. Uh, after the academy, I joined the 82nd Airborne, kind of the go-to unit around the world. But my first operations, I think this was a plan. We did a major rescue operation for about two weeks, and I got to see the military can be used for rescue uh, operations. I was like the only officer that made it in. The, my senior officers were very delayed. And then again, my team just kind of encouraged each other. We started flying in tough circumstances. And I learned that it kind of takes a team to get stuff done. Um, during those years, I had community with every, any base I went to. I sought out church and that was great. Uh, Fast forward through a whole bunch of stuff. I wound up finally getting out of the military, starting a company and sold it and uh, becoming a professor in different places and Wall Street. Everywhere I went, I could find other believers to be encouraging, but sort of on a downward slope with regard to my faith. God put like the prettiest girl I ever saw right in front of me during this so I was really fearful I was going to get transferred somewhere else. So we got married so I could make sure she stuck around. And we started doing stuff together. And both of us, it's like team again. We were a little team. And out of many places we could go live, we picked Pittsburgh, not really knowing anybody. We came here, and I asked a friend of mine, is there a church? And he said, oh, there's sort of a church. It's open door. They're really different, and they're a bunch of young people. And you'll be you'll be the uh, the only ex-military guy and the only boomer, but you should go. <laughs> so we showed up a little over 15 years ago and started meeting families. And uh, because I think Heather and I had experienced hospitality growing up, um, we. I think through Heather, she'll talk about this. We just started opening our homes up. Uh, we had a couple of houses here in Pittsburgh at one point. One we were going to turn into a discipleship house, but we wind up moving into that house. I bet we've had 15 young people live with us over the years. I've lost track. but And they all have little kids. So uh, we've got 20 grandkids, wherever <laughs> they are. That's been so encouraging uh, for me. 
I'm grateful to the open door for our practices. Uh, we've tried to open our homes up, and one of our spiritual disciplines is eating together. And, and I'm really good at eating, and Heather's a good cook. So if you haven't been to our place, just come on, you know, any any time. Uh, the last couple of years, I went. I personally went through a really dark season. If you've ever had depression, uh, I certainly didn't expect it. Something like 20 veterans shoot themselves every day, day after day. Now the numbers are down to 18. Um, so I made sure that we didn't have any weapons in the house, that kind of thing. It was a very tough time. And some, particularly some of the fellows here, I'm, I'm looking at some of you. Uh, Tom Berna is not here. Um, Kevin and our other friends uh, just got really close to me. My sons, especially my oldest son, who's in, who's in the military now, just to be encouraging, like, don't give up. Uh, and all the scriptures I'd mer I had memorized, maybe a hundred uh, or more, I could keep hearing them in my head, keep hearing them in my head. That really helped me. So I'm grateful to this community for a, a very tough time. I now know what that feels like on the other side of it now. Sorry, this didn't include any Greek words. Oh, oh, there was one Greek word I recognized. Uh, Christ came in the form of a slave. The word is doulos. I know that because the first year at the academy, you're called a dooley for the first year. It comes from the word slave. And so I thought, okay, here we are again um, and serving. So encouragement and serving was the theme I took away from this. How am I doing? That was that was 10 minutes. I still have 60 seconds. Okay. Um, so Heather and I are really a team. It's pretty interesting that we were business partners really before I realized we were married. And we built a company. And when I was running it, we were doing, okay. And Heather very gently, like you can do with your spouse, came alongside me and said, you know, you're really good as a, whatever it is you're doing, but you're not a very good manager. Why, why don't you let me run the company? So like, whatever, uh, let her run it. And we went dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Much more successful for many years. And we have just exited the company last weekend. So I've, I felt like we retired for 30 minutes and then we're back into whatever's coming next. So thank you for being our family open door not your usual lecture. So Heather's going to speak next, and sh she has as much time as she wants. one-minute warning? Okay, 11 minutes. I did not, like, super rehearse everything. I'm going to read some things and um, things that I've just been reflecting on, on the scripture, this uh, Philippians 2. Um, but first, I want to say thanks to um, the people that made it possible for me to be here, which is the, the uh, worship team, the elders and deacons who thought of this, you know, thought of inviting us to be, you know, in the service. And I, I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan and Renee and others. I know you all worked on, on a format that makes it you gave us a system that makes it easy for an average person to do well and to do okay. 
and to be part of it. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, so I was um, on the scripture. I, I'm not going to tell my, my story, but I'm just going to tell you what I reflected on this week relative to the scripture, which is, um, and the point that I was attracted to is let the same mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. I mean, it's a challenging scripture, like to be obedient unto death and, you know, to be a slave and, you know, it, it's daunting. It's, it's very like, how does this work in my life? So I thought about that and said, let the same mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus to adopt the, the mindset of Jesus. Um, it's something we're supposed to do. It's obviously not something we can do alone without God's grace, but it's, um, it's a matter of us acting to choose to accept and, and to receive and to invite the mind of Jesus. So what does that actually look like? So I, I wanted to write some of those things down that, that occurred to me. Um, so first of all, to be like Christ, I have to accept that I am not, I am of God, but I'm not God, <laughs> you know, and that is so, you know, first and foundational that, that I am not in control. I didn't create myself. I, I create my persona, but I, I am fundamentally God's creation and I have to be, you know, humble in the face of that reality. Um, so what I've come to believe about all of that is that, um, that we may choose to step into God's kingdom now. It's not after we die. It's like it's going on now. We may choose. That means doesn't mean that we're automatically going to choose. <laughs> it's a thing we have to do. <laughs> um, and that the glory of God is a human being fully alive. So the glory of God is a human being fully alive. The glory of God is, is, is you know, that God's wonderful, but it's also that that he loves us that much that he wants us to have a full life. And he intends for me to be fully alive. So what does fully alive mean? And what is, um, let the mind of Jesus live in my mind. Okay, so I, I wrote down like nine things to me that, that came up. Um, first, I think that um, the answer varies according to our gifts and our nature. I mean, being fully alive and having the mind of Christ is gonna look different in each one of us. And um, so uh, first, um, it's, you know, about understanding that we are here to evaluate and know and discern what is good. Um, that can get into judging, but I'm not talking about judging. I'm talking about evaluating and knowing what is good and seeing that in other people, like seeing goodness in other people. And if we can get there, you know, sometimes it's hard, <laughs> but that is putting on the mind of Christ to me. Um, another thing is to see the needs of others and provide practical support. I mean, that's something that I think everybody in this church has done at some point, but seeing others' needs and, um, and stepping into the practical things we can do is putting on the mind of Christ. Um, accepting ourselves as we are <laughs> and more than the persona we portray. And then, you know, I don't think we can do any of the selfless service unless we're caring about ourselves and for ourselves. So I just say, you know, accept, accepting others begins with accepting ourselves. Um, another is to find safety in feeling our deepest emotions 
but not be overwhelmed and to be able to contain the emotions of others. So again, I mean, I think some of us, maybe everyone here has had some emotions that you're so, they're so either frightening or compelling or, you know, you just don't think it's something you can share or you try to share it and you get rejected, but it's really being okay with feeling those things and then being able to contain that for other people. But again, comes out of our own love and our own ability to be with our deepest emotions. Um, share wisdom and connect unselfish, unselfconsciously with others. So some people here are super smart, maybe a little introverted, have a lot of knowledge and wisdom, but maybe hold back a little bit in sharing that because of self-consciousness or just the desire to, to be private. And that's, those are great things. And it could be a barrier to connecting, you know, it could be something that we, um, that you really want. Um, is to connect as well as to be private. Um, more things. Um, okay, this one. Cultivate confidence um, to cope with the risks that, and dangers that we see. Because some of us are so sensitive to risk. I know I have a lot of fears and a lot of concrete things that bother me and that I'm worried about. So my challenge is to cultivate confidence in my in, in, confidence in God's confidence in myself and in others um, so that so that we can cope with that we can live with it we can still feel it but we can live with it and cope with it so that's um, I think putting on the mind of Christ you know he um, he was moved by the risks he talked about the risks he was you know he, some of the things he said could have been really frightening and um, he showed us how help with that with each other um okay so another another thing um that i thought about is giving up control <laughs> accepting what can't be changed um and then fighting but, but then fighting to protect vulnerable other people i mean you don't give up control but that doesn't mean you know it also means that you stand up for other people and you you seek to um to help those who are vulnerable um lastly i thought about some some paradoxes being independent but interdependent, self-respecting but self-sacrificing. It's not but, it's and, I guess. Self-respecting and self-sacrificing. Um, Self-aware and attending to others' needs. Um, even when it's painful, frightening, uncomfortable, boring, and it doesn't make you look good. <laughs> um, so thank you, everybody. It's really nice to share with you. Thanks so much for listening in to this week's podcast. Again, that was uh, Ken and Heather Jennings um, recorded at Garfield Community Farm, where we have worship um, on occasion. Garfield Farm was a ministry of uh, the Open Door Church that is now its own 501c3. You can check out Garfield Farm at garfieldfarm.com you can uh, also find more information about The Open Door at pghopendoor.org our music is original music it's a song called Psalm 134 by Project 6.8 6.8 that is Project 6.8 check that out um, wherever you stream your music 
the same.